Welcome to 2019, everybody. It is great to be back with you. And before we begin with this episode of the Golf Guide Podcast, I'd like to kindly remind all of you that this episode, as well as every other episode of the Golf Guide Podcast, is proudly presented by Pacific Coast Golf Guide, your number one golf course educational resource in printed form on the West Coast. That's right. You can find a Pacific Coast Golf Guide magazine at a golf course near you. It is available at over 1,400 golf courses, as well as hundreds of hotels, golf shops, and other various places that you will find printed publications, making you aware of all of the wonderments of recreation in the area near you. So if you want to learn more, you can visit golfguide.net. Uh, and the new ep- or the new episode, the new issue of Pacific Coast Golf Guide magazine is set to be out the end of this month, or depending on where you are, depending on how rural your local course is, it may be there at the beginning of February. But fear not, it's not going to cost you a dime. It is completely free. You can learn information about every single golf course in California, Hawaii, Nevada, Oregon, and Washington. It's going to be a great issue. The magazine, we're putting the finishing touches on getting that thing ready for you all right now. So I'm very excited uh, to be able to publish that thing here in the coming weeks. But uh, until that point, all I can do is uh, record a little podcast for you guys. So that's exactly what we're going to do right now with another episode of the Golf Guide Podcast. Gotta get back in the driver's seat here. Taking a couple weeks off, you know, I was a little afraid I was gonna be a, a little rusty sitting back down on this chair and putting this mic in front of my face. But uh, you know, not surprisingly, it just feels so natural and it feels so good. Um, hello, everybody. Uh, your host Kyle Serlo here. Welcome back to the first Golf Guide podcast of the new year, uh, 2019. You know, so far, I, I call it pretty good. A very successful, uh, very entertaining. Uh, Century Tournament of Champions last weekend at Kapalua. Um, obviously, you know, Zander Schaffel, the pride of San Diego, uh, coming with just a massive come-from-behind victory on Sunday. I think five strokes uh, at the start of the day to come all the way back to, to take down poor Gary Woodland, um, who eventually is going to figure this thing out. I, I have all the confidence in the world that Gary Woodland at some point is going to win with a 54-hole lead. But you know what? That uh, we, we will figure that out sometime soon. But anyway, uh, great start to the PGA Tour season. That means that if Kapalua was last weekend, that means this upcoming weekend, the gentlemen are going to be going to a full field event over on the island of Oahu at Wailai Country Club. As uh, many of, you know, all of the gar- golf architecture nerds out there know that it is a Seth Rayner design that has been uh, continuously worked on and uh, restored by Tom Doak and company over the last several years. So, it should be a lot of fun to be watching that event. I know distance-wise, it is one of the shorter setups uh, on tour. But you know what? The pros play it four days a year, and the members get to play at the other 361. And it is a great course for people that don't hit their average drive 300-and-something yards. Um, but with that all being said, I'm sure it's still going to be a really entertaining golf tournament. So I hope most of you guys tune into that. Uh, it should be a really good time. And then, you know... Other than that, start of 2019, as I was saying, it's pretty good so far. I already got to watch Alabama lose a national championship in college football, which was spectacular. Um, always really enjoy watching my uh, my friends who are from California who have absolutely no affiliation 
to the University of Alabama whatsoever, but somehow managed to own several pieces of Crimson Tide clothing, uh, just eat crow, and just be super depressed about a college they didn't attend uh, thousands of miles away losing a football game. That that always brings me a, a savagely large amount of joy, so that is that is excellent. Uh, I've, you know, to be honest with you, this this week has been a little bit calmer for me. You know, after going on, a, you know, two and a half to three week plus just bender where I was just stuffing myself full of just amazingly delicious yet horrifically uh, unhealthy food, um, way too much booze. I, I just I, that that's a tough thing. Alcohol is not good for you, but damn it, it just tastes so good. Um. Yeah, but, you know, that all being said, my mind is right. You know, my head is clear. I'm ready to jump full force into 2019. Your boy here even has made two Golf Guide Instagram posts this week. I I feel like in the last four months, I've just been so just tired of looking at my phone. I, I read something the other day that the average American... And I wish I could remember the exact source, but I read it in a couple different places when I was looking it up. The average American spends two and a half hours a day looking at apps on their phone. Two and a half hours. Everybody in America could play nine holes every single day and still have half an hour to look at their stupid ass Facebook app. (laughs) It absolutely blew my mind. And I was like, you know what? I just cannot do this anymore. I don't want to look at social media anymore it has so many benefits and so much of it is so cool but god damn it my whole life just i feel like i'm just wasting it all and then it it, you know i don't know if i wanted to write an article on this because then it would just be pegged as the really curmudgeon-y kind of shitty you know young guy that thinks that he's old but really isn't old and you know i'm really in a crisis of sorts over here but you know there's this thing in golf where people are like oh you know golfers have less time than ever before they're busier i'm like Bullshit, dude. They're fucking staring at their phones. <laughs> it's like nobody's busier than they were, you know, 30 years ago. In fact, with the internet, everything is easier than it ever was before, which means people should have more time. So I really don't buy this whole excuse that, oh, we have less time than ever before. People are on the go. Bullshit. I think 2019, this has got to be the year that we fight back. You know what? We do our jobs, and we go and we recreate, and we don't waste our time on stuff that at the end of the day really doesn't matter. Now, for me, that's social media. For others, it could be something totally different. However, this is this is the year, golf-wise, we stop making excuses, all right? If you're listening to this golf podcast, first of all, I'm sorry. Second, you love golf, so why not make it a priority in your life, all right? Now, there's certainly going to be circumstances out there that keep you from maybe playing golf five or six days a week. Um, but you know what? Shit, man. Just get out there and play some golf. 2019, I want every person listening to this podcast to clock in 75-plus rounds this year. I don't think that's unrealistic. I mean, one or two rounds a week, all right? Once a week, and then there's got to be 20 weeks this year where you play twice. Is that really so hard? I don't think so. In fact, I, what are we, 12, 13 days into the new year, I got three rounds in. I'm feeling very, very good. I'm feeling alive. I'm feeling spry. My golf swing is a huge pile of dirt, all right? But that doesn't matter because I love to play golf. And if you're listening to this podcast, I know that you love to play golf. And at this point, I'm going to stop my stupid-ass tangent (laughs) and get to the couple items of news uh, that I had for you today. But, uh, 
In summary, I just hope you all had a wonderful holiday, a very happy new year, and that you guys are going to be inspired to try and play as much golf as possible in the new year and not waste time doing things that don't make you happy and don't benefit your golf game. All right. With that being said, i got a couple items of news for you guys today on this 100th episode of the Golf Guide Podcast. Um, I did have another podcast scheduled. I was going to bring on my my longtime partner and co-host for the first 50 episodes of this podcast, Mr. Casey Edmondson. Uh, we even had the podcast equipment set up at the office in Santa Rosa. He came in, we had a beer, and then we just got sidetracked and he just told me he was not in a, in a state of mind to talk, talk golf. And so we just put the kibosh on it. So it's leaving me here to do this one all uh, all on my own. However, we do have a podcast scheduled next week. I don't know if it's going to be with Casey. However, I do have a very special guest lined up for a podcast next week. I believe we're going to be recording it next Thursday. So I don't know if that podcast will come out next week. If it doesn't, it certainly will come out the week after. But we are going to be previewing the entire 2019 PGA Tour season. Um, with you know our resident golf pro uh, who is going to be a special guest. He has never before been on this podcast, but I am absolutely elated to, uh, to sit down with him and talk everything PGA Tour uh, for 2019, and I think you guys will really enjoy that one as well, so please look forward to that. Um, but for this episode, just a couple quick items of news for you guys, and then I'm going to let you go on with your day. Um, first thing, uh, this news broke yesterday, uh, Peron... I always butcher Ron's last name, Krojcik, uh, from the San Francisco Chronicle. And that is the tournament that we have talked about on this podcast several times, the one where uh, Steph Curry, you know, two-time MVP, three-time NBA champion, Golden State Warriors starting point guard, uh, and also passionate amateur golfer, uh, has been working with his agency, Octagon Sports, um, to try and bring another PGA Tour event to the San Francisco Bay Area uh, in the fall of 2019. It would be at the start of the 2020 season, as we all know, after the Tour Championship, that year's season ends and the next year's season begins. Um, And it was kind of set, I believe, to be the weekend right after the Safeway Open, which uh, is going to be happening at Silverado again in Napa Valley this fall. Um, But due to a variety of factors, the 2019 tournament that Steph Curry was supposedly going to be having or be holding at Lake Merced in Daly City, right on the edge of the San Francisco city limits, is no more. And uh, the quote <laughs> from uh, Ron Krojcik's piece is, the tournament at Lake Merced this fall has been, quote, abandoned. <laughs> that is uh, that is some pretty, some pretty stern language there from Ron. And uh, when Steph Curry was asked about it, Um, He simply said it just won't be this year, uh, which leaves the door open for a tournament sponsored by Steph Curry uh, to be taking place in the San Francisco Bay Area in the fall of 2020. But it looks like for 2019, it's not going to be happening. Um, You know, it was first reported that the main problem and the reason that this thing fell through is that, um, is it Workday or WeWork or I don't know, I've been reading so many damn financial newsletters. I can get them all confused. But uh, the title sponsor, which was based out of the East Bay, uh, fell through. And if you guys aren't aware, um, getting a title sponsor for an event is crucial because they are the people that fund the purse um, that the players play for. If you don't have any money on the line, there's no money to win. It's going to be very hard to motivate uh, golfers to 
<laughs> take the time to come out and play in your golf tournament. And, you know, for an example, if the purse is $6 million, well, the title sponsor is usually expected to fork over double what the purse is. So if they were going to have a $6 million purse, for example, um, the title sponsorship would likely run a company $12 million, $6 million that to cover the purse, and then the other $6 million to cover cost of actually running the golf tournament. So with that all being said, it is a uh, it is a massive marketing investment for these companies, and it just seems like it didn't work out. So that was one of the contributing factors. But also, um, for Lake Merced, which was the course that was rumored to be uh, hosting this tournament after uh, they abandoned the plans to host it at Corica Park in the East Bay, um, Lake Merced was going to have to make about $3.5 million worth of improvements um, before this tournament was to take place uh, in the fall. And even though it had been approved by Lake Merced's membership, um, Octagon uh, already pledged to, I believe, uh, pay for over $2.5 million of those changes, which included basically completely rebuilding the 10th hole and swapping places with the driving range. Um, just the logistics of that always seemed pretty tough. You know, golf course construction um, is not something that happens quickly. It, it is a slow process, and I think having all those changes done before the fall uh, would have been really, really tight, and it would have been really challenging. So um, that was another major factor that contributed to this tournament getting postponed um, and prop, you know, likely not surfacing and debuting until the fall of 2020. So as I get more information on this, I will certainly be sure to pass it along to all of you, my loyal and faithful listeners. But uh, for now, that is all the information I've got. So uh, if you want to be watching PGA Tour Golf in the Bay Area this fall, Lucky for you, they are still the Safeway Open at Silverado. So um, that should be a good time. Next item of news, uh, Sir Patrick Harrington, uh, two-time Open Championship winner, um, has been named the 2020 Ryder Cup captain for Team Europe. Um, Patty Harrington, one of my all-time favorite um, golfers on tour. He's just, he's just so much goddamn fun to watch. I love the fact that the guy was always using Wilson clubs. He's really representing, you know, these guys probably make good clubs. I can give a shit if people think that they're, you know, primarily known for producing volleyballs to talk to Tom Hanks and, you know, deserted islands. Whatever. I mean, and he crushed it. Uh, love Patty Harrington. Uh, this is now, you know, beginning to start the speculation about who is going to be selected for the 2020 United States captainship. Um, a lot of people are already asking if Tiger Woods is going to be in there. I think, you know, ideally for all the golf fans out there and for Tiger Woods, I hope he's playing in the 2020 Ryder Cup. I would certainly rather see Tiger there as a competitor. Um, of course, that is dependent on him uh, continuing to have good health and, and playing well and all those other kinds of things. But uh, as of right now, you know, Alan Shipnuck, senior writer for uh, Golf Magazine, he is speculating that the most likely uh, captain for the 2020 United States team is probably going to be Steve Stricker. Um, even though Steve is a, a quiet uh, and somewhat reserved man by most accounts. Um, it, it seems like most people believe he would be an excellent captain, and it certainly seems to be trending that way, where we could have a Steve Stricker v. Patty Harrington um, Ryder Cup in 2020, um, which would be awesome. I, I think that would be a lot of fun. So good news there. And then last thing here for my podcast for all of you guys today, it is something that is very near and dear to my heart and that of course is my favorite nine hole golf course in the world not named northwood <laughs> and that of course is etna springs the nine hole golf course set in northern napa county 
Um, the golf course being 125 years old, you know, about, well, I guess now it'd be almost, you know, 12, 13, 14, 15 years ago was redesigned by Tom Doak and Renaissance Golf Design uh, and immediately became, you know, one of the two or three best nine-hole courses in America. Um, it is absolutely amazing. I mean, really, as much as I love Northwood, and I, I would still maintain the fact that Northwood in Monterio, Alistair McKenzie's only nine-hole golf course that he ever designed is still my favorite nine-hole golf course. Etna Springs, I enjoy more for different reasons. Um, and the golf course is almost as good, but everything else at Etna is just special. I mean, the setting, um, the service, I mean, just everything about Etna is magical. I mean, it really is a magical place. And as you know, many of you listening are probably far too, you know, far too familiar. <laughs> say that twenty times. Um, the golf course was shut down early last year. Um, the Dallas Firefighters Pension Fund owned it for the past ten years. Um, they were hemorrhaging money. They were losing money. Um, the, the county of Napa did not approve any plans that they had to develop a second eighteen-hole golf course uh, on the thirty-one hundred-acre property. Um, you know, they did not approve plans to redo the resorts in the way they wanted to do it. So. Um, the pension fund who had owned the golf course was just losing money year over year over year. And finally, as we've discussed on this podcast, um, a group has been an escrow to buy the Etna Springs property uh, for the last several months, almost a year. And that sale, uh, per the Press Democrat, has finally been completed. And Alchemy Resorts uh, bought the 3,100-acre plot of land for $22 million, which, again, for over 3,000 acres in Napa County, that seems like a pretty fucking sweet deal. Um, but anyway, um, in the Press Democrats reporting, they did have a quote which uh, was very, very fascinating, but also it also leaves a lot of or anybody can interpret it any way that they want to. I believe that it means they are going to keep the golf course open. But uh, quote to quote the article, it says the golf course, uh, the historic nine hole golf course is, quote, part of the project. Um, for Alchemy Resorts as they are planning on basically renovating um, the entire resort. They are going to restore all of the historic buildings on site um, to turn it into a health and wellness uh, resort. And according to that quote, I would think that uh, the golf course is going to stick around, which if it does, it is a huge victory for golfers everywhere as it is really one of the most special and wonderful places uh, to play golf anywhere in the world. And um, now we did reach out to our contact at Etna Springs, uh, who has been there for a long time, is still there in a capacity. And uh, our contact is saying there is going to be no golf there in 2019, that if the golf course does reopen, which it's now looking like it's a better than 50 percent chance um, that the golf course will open at some point. I'm very hesitant to give it odds really much better than that. Uh, but again, he said that there absolutely will be no golf in 2019, that if the golf course does reopen, it would not be before 2020. And I believe that's because Alchemy Resorts um, are trying to finish most of the projects that they have for the resort before they open the golf course. They're not going to have the golf course open and have people playing out there while they're trying to rebuild with all the construction and everything going on out there. So, you know... It's it's not exactly the news that we were all hoping for in terms of oh we're gonna be able to go play at the Springs in a couple months this is awesome it it's not there but 
it is very encouraging as this news does continue to get better and better. I mean, when we when the golf course first closed, they were talking eh, maybe like a five to ten percent chance the golf course reopened. A few months later, some things were happening. The golf course went into escrow. Eh, maybe maybe we're looking at like twenty percent. You know, and that's it. And now at the beginning of twenty nineteen, there seems to be a better than fifty percent chance that the golf course, uh, in one way or the other, is going to be a part of. Northern California golfers' lives, which is uh, really, really wonderful. Now, um, please do note that when Tom Doe came to redo the nine-hole golf course at Etna Springs, uh, he and his team at Renaissance Golf Design also completely laid out a 18-hole championship-length golf course on the property, even though it's uh, you know one or two miles away from where the current golf course sits. Uh, because the plot of land is so large, um, they had another uh, plot of land around Lake Luciana, which is where... Tom Doak and his team laid out an 18-hole championship golf course. Those plans have remained there, um, but I did receive word from our contact there that that project will not be going forward, so there will not be any further development of golf courses at Etna Springs after Alchemy opens up their health and wellness resort. If there is going to be any golf whatsoever, it will only be at the nine-hole Tom Doak golf course that many of us have uh, already enjoyed over the years, and hopefully, assuming that it opens again in 2020, I really hope that all of you listening to this, if you have not played Etna Springs before, that you make the effort to get out and check it out because it really uh, it really is a very, very special place. And so uh, let's keep our fingers crossed that that is going to be a reality in 2020. And with that note, I'm going to put a wrap on this 100th episode of the Golf Guide podcast. I thank all of you guys uh, for sticking around, listening to me just rant about God knows what. I, I really do appreciate it. Um, if you guys appreciate this podcast, I don't want your money. I, I really don't. This this is supposed to be a complimentary resource for you to get uh, caught up a little bit of news and listen to some idiot who loves golf, you know, talk about his feelings and, you know, be able to make fun of him uh, to your buddies and whatnot. So with that all being said, if you do want to support this podcast, all that I ask of you is to leave us a review on iTunes. It's very, very helpful. Um, you know, makes me feel real, real good uh, when people leave us reviews. So if that is not too much to ask, it would be a massive solid on your on your part. So uh, if you can, leave us a review on iTunes. And other than that, I really hope you guys enjoyed it. Please do not forget to check out the new edition of Pacific Coast Golf Guide magazine when it uh, arrives at a golf course near you in the next couple of weeks. And uh, until next time, mahalo, everybody. Mahalo.